Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hello, we're back for another week of Tiz the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. Matt's, Matt's back. back. back and, we, and we decided we loved him so much that he's replaced Tom <laughs> as a third L. <laughs> well, that's what Tom uh, gets. <laughs> I think it's the second of four episodes in which you fully replaced it. That is true. That is true. It's a good mix for when Tom can't join us for sure. Yes. yes. Well, I am I am happy to be here. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain for you, Matt. And Julia, you can leave this in. I don't care. People can send hate mail to me. But we have our preferred ranking of guests. If one of the three of us can't make it, like what guy could fill in? <laughs> if one of the guys is missing, and what woman could fill in? And we have our preference, and you're right top of that list for the guys. So oh, there we go. You are. You're that has made that has made my day. <laughs> so how have y'all speaks been? It's been good. I'm recovered from my Florida trip and how was it? It was it was great. Honestly, it despite the fact that a hurricane had been there, by the time we got there, it, it had all cleared up. We had perfect weather. It was a little hot, but absolutely gorgeous. Flew by way too quickly, like always, but back into regular life. But it actually feels like fall here, so I can't complain. It's like 65 or so right now. So uh-huh. I I really can't complain. Uh I could use a touch cooler, but for now, I'll take it. <laughs> Better than blazing hot. A hundred percent. Well, I'm so glad y'all were able to make it to yeah, Florida. Me too. We were all worried, <laughs> but we're glad it all worked out. I made it. Now, if only I could have stayed, but life's not uh, life's not that good sometimes. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Anthony, how you doing, man? Life, work, you know. I had to scrambled because like uh, we kept shifting from Christmas to Thanksgiving to Halloween mode with our recordings, try to get on top <laughs> of everything. And now we're back in Christmas mode for a bit, which is good. I've missed Christmas mode, but uh, it's funny. I had a little scrambled. But it's good. By the time y'all have listened to this, I will have seen a haunting in Venice, which I'm excited about. Ooh. I will have. Yeah. I'm, I'm going next week to see that. It looks I'm good. I'm excited. It does. I will have met Millie Bobby Brown, aka Eleven, which is cool. It's wild. And yeah, how about you, Julia? Um, let's see. By the time this airs, I will be back from my 
two night cabin trip with Marty, which I'm super excited about. We leave tomorrow. We're going to go to Broken Bow and hang out for a while. We will not be hiking because it is going to rain the whole time we're there. But I we've mean, got a new puzzle to work, you know, because we're super ca- excited. A Exciting. cabin in the woods with the rain is perfect. Like hearing the rainfall, that's perfect. It is. I thought you were going to lead into like perfect setup for a horror flick, at which point I, I was going to be like, hold up. I mean, <laughs> not that I mean, kind of cabin. <laughs> you guys have access to my entire voodoo catalog with no shortage <laughs> yes, of movies that take place in a cabin in the woods. That's very true. <laughs> Speaking of, I need, we need to make it a segment, weekly update of Julia's watching of anthony's voodoo but in a better phrase right <laughs> um i watched the descent this last week oh good one right? and like um none of that please ever the cave with the tight and the dark and the no like no that is talking about a perfect horror flick setting it is i Being mean that one is often a lot of people rate that as one of their scarier movies that one is scary it's so scary. It's so scary. Case in point, real world, where that guy had to be rescued from that cave because he got sick down there. And I'm just like, all the things that can go wrong. And you're like, so inaccessible to everything. Mm-hmm. And add on and top of that, the formed mountain people. Yeah, like that aside, <laughs> like that's just a whole other problem. Can we um, just say, like a whole other problem. So voodoo recommendations for you now. Okay. Uh, talk to me hit voodoo oh is that digital. in your voodoo it processed today it's in there today and barbie which i still my favorite movie of the year they're both in there are you serious so, mm-hmm. okay forget the puzzle that's probably what we're gonna do i want to watch barbie so bad it's a good um, double feature barbie and a good double- they're two of my barbie favorite does- movies of the year so marty does not like horror like at all He'll like Barbie though. Barbie is surprisingly really freaking good. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I, I, I'm not even gonna say surprisingly anymore because everyone who's seen it, yeah, I mean it broke all types of records. So, <laughs> well, cool. I'm excited. So, something to look forward to then. Yes, and uh, I have a question for you, Julia. Yeah. Any update on coming to New York the end of the month? I keep pushing for it. It will not be the end of the month. So. We're being smooshed in with a bigger group for an for an offsite, not just the three of us. So, but that gives me a little extra runway to push for New York instead of San Francisco. TBD. We'll see. We got some and people that really want us in San Francisco versus New York City. Well, I'm gonna say it again. Terrible. If you end up in New York, pad out your trip by a day or two to hang out with your favorite elf. I do it. I will do it. If we end, I'm gonna have to, mm-hmm. and I'd almost have to find a way to get Marty to fly up for it because Heck he's, yeah, oh, he's always like Anthony would like take us around if we went at Christmas, right? Like, what if we went in January when stuff is still up? Would Anthony like show us all the things? And I'm like, yeah, I'm I pretty would. sure he would show us all the things. <laughs> yeah, I would, so. and I'll even give you the friend discount where you only have to pay like half of what a normal tour guide would pay. <laughs> I love it. Sold. <laughs> 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 Speaking of money issues. Boy, speaking of money issues, I don't think I realized how much Carrie uh, fixated on. And he didn't. The money issues, just because it's been a hot minute since I've watched this many episodes of the show together. I ran out of my allowance. (laughs) (laughs) 
we are back and Matt is back to close out the King of Queens run of Christmas episodes. It'll be eight in total, right? That we have covered eight across in total. the span of nine seasons. They had like all but one season. Cash my check and drive right home to you Cause baby all my life I will be driving home to you And Matt, it sounds I hear once again Your vote counts Yes <laughs> I love it That's why I'm here To finally, <laughs> finally push my own agenda <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first episode we're going to cover tonight. Wait, before we get into that, I have a general question. So last week, we were all fans of the episodes, but we said they were not very Christmassy. Mm -hmm. They kind of came in low on the rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, Just general, I wanted to see what you guys thought of these four, just before we even got into them generally. Because uh, speaking for myself, I thought they felt more Christmassy, and I thought they were a lot funnier than last week's, too. I think that... uh, like most shows, especially comedies, it takes a few years to find your groove before mm-hmm. you settle into the rhythm. And these episodes really showed that rhythm off very nicely. But I want to hear what you guys thought on that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I I totally agree, too. I think overall, like one thing I noticed, I really noticed watching these episodes is their house is always decorated really nicely. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it, they don't skimp, which I could appreciate. Like some, some shows you might just see like, whatever, little tree in the corner, that's it. But it like their house looked like how a normal person's house looks like they had like garland on the banister. They had little like knickknacks on like the side table stuff in the kitchen. So like that actually felt like very true to life. So I think that made these feel slightly more Christmassy, at least to me, they did. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. That's such a good call out because their house always feels real mm-hmm. and lived in, right? And like mismatched in certain places. Like it, it's not just set dressing, which I like. Um, it adds some realism to their relationship as well. All right. So let's kick it off. Our first episode we're covering for tonight comes from season five. It is episode 11 and it originally aired on December 16th, 2002. The name of this one, Mentalo Case. <laughs> uh, quick synopsis. It's almost Christmas and there's a lot of confusion about who's getting who a gift and what the gift may be. <laughs> that's accurate. Hmm. Oh, that's accurate. Okay. So we've got all the same cast members we covered last time. Um, Deacon is back. So although not a main member, pretty main, but we saw him in the last batch of episodes. Um, And the bundle of episodes we're covering tonight does introduce more heavily Patton Oswalt, um, starting with this one. Um, He plays Spence. He's just a buddy, right? He's not a family member of anybody. Mm -hmm. Just a buddy. So we uh, get a little out, bit of Spence action. Shout out to Patton Oswald, who just guest starred in the season finale as himself of what we do in the show. Ooh. <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> to watch that. Do, or we, do we like Patton Oswald? Or Patton Oswald. Oh yeah, definitely. He's a he's a king of the nerves, and uh, 
still, when I need cheering up, you Google the uh, seven-minute riff he did on Parks Filibuster down <laughs> Parks and Rec about the Star Wars Lord of the Rings crossover event. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, we have Holly back. Um, Holly Shumpert, played by Nicole Sullivan, as the dog slash Arthur Walker. Um, she plays a pretty good part in this one. And then we have a little bit of Danny Heffernan, uh, played by Gary Valentine. Um, Gary Valentine's in Adam Sandler properties, right? Yeah, he's Kevin James's brother. Oh, he's legit Kevin James's mm-hmm. brother? You, yeah. Could you really not tell looking at him? It well, looks I mean, like they Kevin do James has a wig on it. <laughs> resemblance to one another, but like, what's the last name thing? Who has the stage name? Both. They both do. Yeah, they're they're <gasps> like real fun. last. Their real last name is. Oh, now I got to look it up because it's something. Uh, it's it's not like a typical last name. Their last name is Nipfing, K N I P F I N G. What? Well, and there's a there's a reason for your stage name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. But it's bit. interesting that they have two different stage names for being brothers like this i don't know it's just funny okay so we open up the house is decorated wonderfully for christmas we have the nice christmas tree all of that and we have doug reminiscing over a christmas toy um because spence comes in and he's got this doll Mm -hmm. uh, and deacon's on the couch and doug is there too and spence is like oh my gosh i found it on ebay i dropped a whole bunch of money for it and i'm so excited because this is like my favorite toy growing up they totally rag on him and call it a doll but that sparks the conversation that doug used to have a toy he really loved also um called mentalo and it was a, a head with a drawstring it was just like kind of like a magic eight ball right it would give you an answer it was a mix between the magic eight ball and the it. thing in arcades big. where that would the big things in the arcades mm-hmm. that would tell your fortune yeah. do you guys remember yeah. those yeah. did you guys ever do those as a kid this is those no yeah i don't know if i ever did you guys are missing out those did are... big not terrify you when you were a kid <laughs> to do that of course he did of course he did but that was part of the fun <laughs> gambling with your life it's not my idea of a good time, Anthony. Um, so, so we have the conversation of kids uh, of toys and nostalgia, which I love because I am absolutely I've totally done this right where I've thought about a toy I used to love so much that I either gave away or we lost it or whatever, and I have trolled eBay to try and find said toy, and I didn't pull the trigger on it. But like, have y'all done this? It gotta ask what have you done that for julia and matt i mean it was some of the it was some of the she-ra characters that i never had but like i had the she-ra castle and i had most of the characters but i never had double trouble and i always wanted double trouble because she was fantastic and i just never got her and so i've definitely spent a good amount of time on ebay looking at double trouble i y'all i had looked for the longest time when i was young there was this thing and i never knew i couldn't remember the name of it uh, but I eventually found out and it was called a my pal and it was like this little robot and you could like there were all these features you'd like push a button and like a basketball little basketball hoop popped out of his head or something and I remember one year I asked for it for Christmas and I didn't get it and I was so upset and then I looked on eBay and they were going for like 
60 70 80 bucks i'm like i just can't justify <laughs> buying it for that uh just for pure nostalgia's sake but it's every once in a while i think of it and i i look it up on ebay and i'm like i'll put it on my watch list and then it goes for way too much money <laughs> but it, it gets me all the time all the time what about you anthony so two things i always look for are two things i had as a child i don't have anymore one is the My Pet Monster stuffed animal with the chains yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. And one was yeah. an ALF plush from the 80s because mm-hmm. I loved ALF. And I always see them on eBay. They go, they range from like 75 to like mint condition, a few hundred dollars or whatever. But yeah. I never pull the trigger because something skews me out about a stuffed animal, used stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Like, and the ones in the boxes <laughs> are wrapped in plastic that haven't been opened. Those are just unaffordable completely but like mm-hmm. there's something about the i don't i just never do it but more recently have you heard of super seven action figure or super seven reaction figures no super seven is a website uh it's like a geeky website for geeky toys um but they have some, a brand called reaction figures and it, they make action figures back like they were made in the 80s and 90s anyway they release these in waves for each of the properties they have. So one of the licenses they have is for Nightmare and Elm, Nightmare Before Christmas. So they released six last year and six this year, and they go for like 20 bucks each. And each wave for all their properties sells out like constantly. And I didn't get last year's. And I want to get this year's, but I don't want to, I'm a completionist. I don't want to get this year's without last year's so on eBay. <laughs> I see them all bundled together and I was watching one last week and somebody beat me for it. And yeah. But so much. It wasn't even that. I mean, it was like mm, 260 bucks. But for, for two tw- whole. But for like 12 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Two ways, which, yeah. you know, online on the official website, they go for like 20 bucks each, 18 to 20 bucks each. So that was decent yeah. for 12 of them. Like it was like retail value just about. So I was like, okay, I could do it. And then I would have set up my whole Halloween town, town, but didn't pull the trigger. I want to though, before next year's wave three comes out. They also have haunted mansion ones, which look cool. But... Way to dangle that carrot. <laughs> Your kids are going to be like the most lucky ever are they or are they gonna view yeah. me like will will ferrell no. in a lego movie like no you can't play with these these aren't toys <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be like dwight these are collectible action figures and they're worth more than your car <laughs> um okay so i loved the toy talk it put me in the christmas spirit like immediately so Fully appreciated that about this episode as a start for sure. Um, so we've got Doug gets the spark of an idea. You know, I loved this Mentolo toy and Spence was able to find the thing that he loved. So I'm going to start looking for this thing, like absolutely going to do it. And so Spencer or Spence obviously helps him in this effort because he's Mr. Nerd, which is why we all love him. And this takes them to the path of tracking that toy down. Um, Our other storyline that this is one of those where they, they intertwine towards the end of the episode, which I also love is that, Carrie, as she does, um, is the one coordinating and organizing the gift giving for the holiday season. 
Uh, we see it come up in a few episodes tonight. Um, so first we see that she's decided to go big with Arthur and buys him or, or is getting him a cruise to the Bahamas. And like, wow, like what a gift. She's super excited. He's going to love it so much. And Holly, um, she tells Holly because Holly's there and Holly's like, oh my gosh, like that's a great gift. He's going to love that. And so she goes, she talks to Arthur, goes downstairs. She's like, it's time, time for your walk and accidentally spills the beans because he pulls it out of her and says he's going to beat himself up and tell everybody <laughs> that she did it. Cause he bruises like a banana. Um, when, when she has a negative reaction to the fact that he's getting carried chopsticks, lots of them for Christmas, because <laughs> what does she always get me, but a hat and I always try and lose it. And I always give me another one. <laughs> so we get into this beautiful Christmas spin of, well, if they're getting me this and I'm getting them this, then that's misbalanced. It's the whole reciprocity of gift giving, which is dealt with in Big Bang Theory, which did we cover that episode of Big Bang Theory? I feel we like it was a Christmas in, episode. We did indeed. Yeah. So it's a thing for sure. So now we've got Arthur needing to get Carrie something bigger than what he got her so that it's balanced. And so he sends Holly out to figure out what does she want? I don't know what she wants. You can find out what she wants. Again, threatens her <laughs> to harm himself, <laughs> to beat himself up, to for her to go find that out. So Holly has a conversation with Carrie, um, makes up the fake friend and is like, well, if I wanted to get my fake friend something really nice, what would I get my fake friend? What would you get? And so she <laughs> she gets an idea out of Carrie about this beautiful leather jacket. Um, you can tell the way Carrie talks about it, that Carrie likes it a lot. So Holly's like, sold that's absolutely what i'm gonna get my, my friend and so holly goes off to tell arthur and to take arthur on a walk and and carrie's like why is she asking me <gasps> oh my gosh holly's gonna get me a really nice leather jacket for christmas holy crap i didn't get her <laughs> something that nice so i need to get her something nice because she's gonna get me something nice and then that that gets us into the whole carrie budget talk right if she's dropping all this money on the cruise but now she has to get holly something really nice like what the what so what ends up happening with that one is carrie dumps the cruise because she has to buy holly a nice jewelry set and then that gets us off kilter again right because everybody thinks they're getting something that they're not actually getting from each other and the reciprocity gets thrown off in the meantime, we have Doug going rogue to buy himself this toy um, and him and Spence go to a toy show and the guy, the guy, the toy dealer they talk to, he speaks only in Zoom <laughs> language, which I never watched Zoom, but we used mm -hmm. Zoom as one of our sprint names um, when we were doing TV shows for <laughs> the whole year cycle of sprint names. Did, are y'all familiar <laughs> with this show? from the i assume it's the 80s yeah kind of vaguely i just remembered that weird language but i never <laughs> ever understood it ever yeah I, i've seen it once or twice so okay it sounded like a version of pig latin sort of yeah kind of yeah. yeah so this toy dealer is only speaking in zoombies or whatever it's called and that irritates doug which made me laugh but 
Um, the what guy's like, the you know Duck? what? Oh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's like, so do you have one of these toys? And he's like, you know what? I did. It literally just sold to a tall African-American gentleman. And Doug is like, what? <laughs> so in a scene that could only have existed in a world where cell phones were not in every pocket <laughs> and as sophisticated as they are today, the guy, uh, the guy's like, well, I don't know how to explain what he looked like to you other than he's a tall guy. And so Spence pulls his wallet out <laughs> where he happens to have a picture of Deacon. And he's like, is it this guy? And the guy says, yes, that's him. And Doug is perplexed why Spence has a picture of Deacon in his wallet, to which he finds out he also has a picture of Doug in his wallet. <laughs> like, that's totally normal, right? And I looked at Marty and I'm like, Wow. <laughs> How many? I have pictures of everybody in my phone all the time. So this would not have worked in a now moment, which is always funny to me. So plot twist. Deacon has bought this toy. And so Doug immediately jumps to the conclusion. He was there when I was talking about how much I love this toy. And he was all like, no toy was stupid, you know? So he's obviously (laughs) buying it for me for christmas so now i gotta get deacon something really good for christmas so he shows up at deacon's and it's a gag fun it's a funny gag that he's like you know so what just your favorite thing from target because Doug doesn't have a lot of money to spend on Deacon, but he wants to make sure he makes an attempt Um, and finally gets it out of him that deacon's like i really didn't buy you anything and doug is like you just bought Mentalo. I know you got it for me. And it comes out the deacon bought it for himself. And Doug's like, hold on. It was a big part of my childhood and you made fun of it. It you it no part of your childhood. And we get a wonderful flashback, which we'd gotten a flashback of Doug <laughs> earlier in the episode. <laughs> Young Doug. Uh which these flashbacks of these kit of them as kids take place in like the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> they're all dressed and talking like it's the 20s but um we get a flashback for, for deacon and he's looking at this mentalo toy in the window and he didn't have enough money to buy it it's like 11 bucks and he's just short and who comes out of the store with a brand new one is this rich kid um and it, the toy it, the kid didn't even want the toy and he ends ends up watching this brand new mentalo drop on the ground and as he is trying to reach for it it gets crushed under the wheel of the car so he's got this trauma and he always wanted this toy um but his dad never bought it for him because it wasn't educational because his parents were dentists <laughs> after he makes it sound like he grew up on the street you know so he bought himself this toy um, and him and Doug get in this whole argument. Doug's like, you knew it meant a lot to me. And Doug ends up taking it. Because <laughs> Deacon. <laughs> Deacon's like, if this toy means more to you than our friendship, then you can just have it. And a split second later, we see Doug at home with the toy playing with it on his bed. <laughs> and so he's asking it questions and he's doing the polstering and the eyes light up. And it really does. <laughs> it's asking a very funny should i go should i go to the gym no 
how do you always know you're right again <laughs> so carrie comes in and sees doug playing with his new toy and she's like you gotta give that back and he's like no i don't and she's like you absolutely do have to give that back um and she spilled the beans that she bought him one for christmas so she like, had to go all the way to nyack pick one she up. did mm-hmm. she absolutely did shout out to my hometown uh go. which is full of like antique and vintage stores like then we have no chains and tannics of starbucks which is closing but uh oh no what are you gonna do oh i don't even know they ask me that too <laughs> when i go in every morning <laughs> <laughs> but what she says all the way from long island to Nyack without traffic, it's like an hour, 18 minutes. She makes it sound like she traveled across the country. It's not that far. I mean, it's Carrie, you know. So yes. I feel like that that tracks. <laughs> so she's like, you really, like, you legit have to give it back to him. You're just going to get another one for Christmas anyway. And so Doug's like, oh, this is even better. <laughs> I'm going to gift him back his toy. That he was bummed that I took for him in the first place. And he's going to be so happy. And I can really come out smelling like roses. And so this brings us to Christmas morning. Where um, we have Holly in attendance. Obviously Arthur. Um, and we have Deacon coming over for Christmas morning. So they're all sitting around. It feels very Christmassy. And um, they start with the gift. <laughs> the gift giving. Because Doug's like, okay, let's do what we really came here for. The stuff. And so he gives Deacon the present and Deacon opens it and it's Mentolo and he's so excited. He's like, legit. I mean, you're just giving me back what you took, but still, like, I'm excited. Um, and then we have, um, let me see if I got it in the right order. <laughs> and then we have... Okay. And then we have Carrie opens Holly's gift and one is surprised it's not coming in a box the shape of a jacket but it doesn't and it ends up being a homemade mug from Holly (laughs) that she made for her super sweet for her hot cocoa and has a pun on it that I can't remember but it's very Holly um Carrie is perplexed because it's not a jacket Holly opens Carrie's gift and is completely blown away by the jewelry. Loves it so much. Carrie opens Arthur's gift and it's the jacket and she's extra confused. And Arthur opens Carrie's gift and it's a hat. And he's like, where's my cruise? I was supposed to be getting a cruise. And that's when it all starts to crack open because that's the whole, but you said, but how did you know? But you told. And so Everybody is fighting because on top of it, Doug opens his present from Carrie and it's not Mentolo. It's, I can't remember the name of it. It was Mental Man. Mental Man, (laughs) who is a total knockoff version. Uh, And instead of a turban, he has on a a fez, right? I think so, yeah. (laughs) So he's like super lame, so... Doug is going after Deacon trying to get the real toy back. Um, Deacon's like, absolutely, heck not. Holly slips out because she's made off like a total bandit and like everybody else is arguing. So the episode ends with an anti-Linus moment where 
it is the things you get, not the people you're with. <laughs> and, but it's still like the whole conundrum of reciprocity feels very Christmassy. And I mean, it, it, just, it feels Christmassy. So it's, I think it's totally Christmas, even though it is. Oh, it's 100% lacking. Christmas. A Linus moment. So fun fact, Pat Oswald voiced Mentolo in this episode. Oh, I love it. Can I read a quote? Can I read a quote? Yes, do all the quotes. Okay, first of all, Julia, terrific breakdown. I love this episode completely. Um, But I love when Carrie is trying to figure out why Doug is so obsessed with this toy. And she asks him why he's so obsessed with it. And Doug is like, guess it reminds me of a simpler time, you know? A time I didn't have to worry about money or paying bills or going after that big promotion. And Carrie's like, okay, you've literally never done either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> She's so incredibly mean mm. to him. I loved all the stuff about Arthur and the hat. And when he's just, when he opens up his gift on Christmas Day and he just goes, what? An old man cap? (laughs) (laughs) That's super generous. She was going to get him a cruise. Yeah. That seemed out of character for Carrie at all. It kind of does. I mean, especially when it comes to something with her dad. Like, he already lives in your house rent-free. You pay for everything, his meals and everything. (laughs) But she Mm -hmm. felt like she had to get him a cruise. Even though, like, we've even heard, too, like, how, like, he was, like, not a great dad growing up either. So, yeah, it definitely feels out of character. (laughs) (laughs) I give it a 10. This one cracked me up, man. It's my favorite of the lot of them. Spoiler alert. Yeah. My favorite, too. I give it a 9. I was also going to go a nine. Yes, a nine. Not my favorite, just misses being my favorite. Was your favorite in the last batch or this batch? Oh, the last batch. And that gives us a 9.33. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. So our next episode is from season six, episode 11, Santa Claustrophobia. So this episode debuted on December 17th of 2003. Uh, The main premise of this episode and part of this season, uh, which is funny, it was literally on TV last night. Like I caught part of this season, the episodes leading up to this one last night. Um, But Carrie loses her job. So at this point, she is unemployed. She's at home. Uh, She is struggling being somebody who is unemployed and at home all day. And when Doug gets home from work, she's all excited and she's like, come on, pay attention to me. She's like, I've been bored. I've just been laying around watching TV all day and and eating food. And he's like, that literally sounds like the best day. (laughs) So he's he's just kind of like, all right, here uh, for something to do, read my company newsletter. Uh, And as she's reading through it, she finds out they're looking for seasonal help. Uh, now that it's the holiday season, they need somebody who could do payroll, something she has done before. And she's like, oh, my God, I should I should apply for this. We could get some money out of it. This would be awesome. And she's like, wait, you don't I wouldn't be invading on your turf. And he's like, no, no, of course not. And so he's clearly not loving the idea that Carrie's going to be working alongside him. But. That's where all the hilarity ensues. So uh, let me tell you something. I love my wife. If we worked together, we would kill each other. And I think a lot of couples are like that. Work provides required space. 
Exactly. Exactly. I agree. And like, I totally understand, understand Doug's point. And I almost, it almost seems a little out of character too, for Carrie to want to work with him. Yes. For as much as she kind of rags on him in a lot of episodes as well. And she also rags on a lot of his friends who work there. So it doesn't make sense. She'd want to work with this group. She's always calling idiots and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's, even though it's a couple weeks, like it just seems so out of Carrie's normal you know limitations but mm-hmm. so she eventually she's at work with him she kind of butts in on some things that you know she's clearly invading his space like he's trying to tell a story about a woman who uh, got splashed by a puddle uh and her sweet potatoes were showing <laughs> Which, that line that line made me laugh uh, and then she comes over and she's like, oh, I know what guys talk about. And he, of course, like cleans up the story. And then he gets annoyed because he's at the vending machine. And she's like, oh, what are you going to get? He's like, I'm going to go with Fritos. And she's like, no, Cheez-Its, 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 Cheez-Its. And he's like, you know, for just 85 cents, you can get a bag yourself. And she's like, no, I only want a few. <laughs> so she eventually gets that, that annoys Doug. Uh, and... Side note, 85 cents in a vending machine, definitely a different time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that a deal it. there. Yeah. That was a steal. <laughs> and, and eventually, he's in his truck, and Carrie's talking to him over the CB radio, which also gets him upset, and she has a new friend at work named Wanda, who, who definitely seems uh, not thrilled with the idea of uh, even being at work, which I I loved like the subtle <laughs> line. She's just like, "Hey, Doug," <laughs> like, <laughs> not not into it at all. But one of my favorite scenes is they they come home from work and Carrie's like, "You know what you should do tomorrow? You should cut through this parking lot. It'll make our drive home so much quicker." And Doug is just at his breaking point. He is so annoyed. And he's like, uh, you know what? Ooh, I'm beat. I'm going to go up to bed. And she's like, oh, you know what? I'll be up there in a minute. He's like, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to watch a little TV. And she's like, oh, okay, go ahead. So he thinks he's in the clear. He settles in, starts watching TV. He's watching Roadhouse. Carrie's like, oh, is that Patrick Swayze? And she <laughs> jumps up, jumps onto the couch. She snuggles up to him. And the facial expressions he makes are so funny he's like you know he's real tense in his face and he's like his eyes are fluttering he's like (laughs) biting his uh his knuckles and he's just so unbelievably mad it is such a funny little bit of acting from kevin james in this scene i love it so much he is fantastic with the physical comedy and uh which I'm sure you'll get to in a few minutes when we talk about one of my favorite scenes of the episode at the uh, office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) so we jump ahead. We're at work. Uh, Doug, again, he's trying to get some private time. He just, he can't handle it. He tells Deacon, he's like, Hey, uh, I'm going to go hop in the bathroom for about 25 minutes. Uh, Will you just keep an eye on, on things? He's like, look, people think it's kind of weird that you're just camping out in there. <laughs> so he, Doug hears Carrie coming and he goes and he hides in his truck. And Carrie ends up discovering him in, discovering him in there. And he, he's hit his boiling point and he's like, look, I feel suffocated by you here at work and at home and I don't get a moment to myself and all this stuff. And she's obviously upset. And she's like, look, 
I love working with you and I actually find it kind of sexy to see you at work. And Doug's like, Oh, you find this sexy. And he like puts a moves a box over and all this stuff. And uh, he, he starts like crunching some bubble wrap, which is one of my favorite lines in this. When he, he takes the thing of bubble wrap, he's like twists it and he's like, bubble wrap ain't no match for me. And I say that. All the time when I have some bubble wrap, all the time I say that it is so stupid and so silly, but I'm just always bubble wrap ain't no match for me. Uh, and this eventually leads to the two of them uh, making some love in the back of his truck. This, of course, gets out. Uh, the story gets immediately. out immediately. Gets out. Immediately, everybody knows. Carrie ends up finding out that people know because uh, she overhears some women talking in the bathroom about how, uh, you know, this happened and like, the why are the temps always the, uh, you know, the promiscuous ones and such. Mm -hmm. And so this eventually leads to them saying, look, Carrie's like, I'm only here for two weeks. We're not going to be together while we're at work. Uh, we're going to live separate lives because we're separate employees. Uh, so... <laughs> They eventually uh, work out. It's the you know right before Christmas, and Carrie's like, you know, she's like, I was gonna go get a Christmas tree after work if that's if you're still celebrating. And Doug's like, oh yeah, I love Christmas. I'm gonna get a Santa tattoo. <laughs> and <laughs> they eventually they go to a tree lot, um, and they get uh, they both pick out a separate tree for each other or for themselves. And as they go to pay for the trees there's an older couple that they're working the stand and the lady's like oh you gotta honey you gotta go get your change it's in the you know it's in the camper or whatever and he leaves and then they find out oh they've been working together for all these years and carrie's like look they've been working all these years together and we couldn't even make it two weeks and so we get this like sweet little moment and they're like you know what we made up and then just as you think it's going to be sweet, we see the old man come out and him and his wife start bickering. And she's like, you know, I would have had two two sales if you had kept your fanny pack on you. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's how their story resolves. But there's also another pretty funny storyline. And it's revolves around Holly. She wants to get a Christmas card with all the dogs she walks. Arthur's like... Why overpay for something like that? Come here and I will take the picture for you. It is my gift. So she eventually comes up to the house uh, to get a picture taken. And Arthur tries to sneak into the photo. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, you said it's a picture of everybody you walk. And she's like, well, I don't tell people that you're a human. I just, I just when they see your name, I tell them that uh, you're a schnauzer. <laughs> So oh, she's, she's obviously upset about this and she storms off. Arthur wants to get a photo, uh, a Christmas card photo with Doug and Carrie. Neither of them want to do it. And I love to, he's like, come on, Carrie, we don't have very many years together. We should do this. And uh, Carrie's like, ah, you know what? Let's do it next year. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally get the moment here where Arthur tries to get Spencer to be in a Christmas card <laughs> with him. And Spence is like, what kind of relationship do we have that we would have a Christmas card together? And Arthur's like, 
you know, come on. And like, he's got a plate of cookies and Spence tries to eat one. He's like, oh, he's like, these aren't even real. He's like, of course they're not real. Real cookies uh, photograph like buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode, it culminates at the very end where Arthur, he sneaks into Doug and Carrie's uh, bedroom at night. He sets the camera up at the end of the bed. He puts a little Santa hat on on uh, Doug. He sort of sits <laughs> in the middle and he yells fire. The two of them pop up. They take a picture. It says Merry Christmas on the screen. And that's the end of our episode. This one made me laugh a lot. And yeah. Ar- Arthur in particular, his whole just quest <laughs> for these photos made me laugh so, so hard. Um, I, I think I kind of went through most of the quotes that I have, especially the bubbles, the bubble wrap one, uh, is one of my favorites, but do either of you have any other favorite quotes? My favorite one was the one you mentioned where he was, where Spence is like, what kind of relationship do we have? <laughs> and, then, and then he goes on to say, taking a Christmas card together is a bit gay. <laughs> 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 I don't remember the quote, but I like when she it's when they're in the fighting portion of the episode and she comes out with all the paychecks and she oh. <laughs> pronounces his name because she's acting like she doesn't know him and that made yeah. me laugh. She's like, uh, is there a heifer man? And he's like, Oh, it's heifer Nin. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry, Dick. And she he's like, Oh, she's like, Oh, Doug, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Does she always call him Chunky when they're arguing? Like, yeah, is I that think a... that's kind of a reoccurring okay. thing, yeah. Because it was in some of the older episodes, and it was... comes up in this one, too. Yeah, she, she could be pretty ruthless. She's, yeah... <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna give this episode a seven because it i I think out of uh, that last one i think is my favorite but this one's pretty close behind and uh it's just it's very very funny to me yes you guys i'm gonna give it 8.5 i'm gonna come in at a five because i just don't think it's christmassy it doesn't give me christmas feels even though it makes me laugh did it have a linus moment (laughs) no well I would say maybe at the at the tree yeah. uh the tree lot I guess. Yeah. That's true. I could see that. They kind of make so, amends and figure out, you know, what works for them works for them. So that gives us an average of 6.83. Which oh. brings us to our next episode tonight, which is my favorite spoiler alert. It's season seven, episode seven, Silent Might, which aired for the first time on December 15th. 2004 so <laughs> this episode starts out so Doug and Carrier at the mall shopping for Christmas gifts for one another shopping for Christmas gifts for one another when Harry is approached by a little person who Ask for uh, what he's asking her to try on something so he can get the right size, correct? And right. as they're talking, Doug comes over and breaks it up because he thinks uh, he's hitting on her, and she is hitting on her. 
Right. And he said, hey, guy hits on my woman. I'm going to throw down. <laughs> and Carrie's like, really? How come you didn't do anything to the banker who asked me out to dinner last week? And Doug's like, because he was almost my height. <laughs> um, But <laughs> Doug, uh, so, you know, they get in a little tiff. Doug ends up, she ends up going one way and Doug starts trying on a leather jacket. Great death physical comedy <laughs> because it's attached to the rack he's trying it on on the rack trying to lean over to the mirror um eventually a sales rep comes over to him and asks if he can help him doug says he'd like to buy the jacket charge it and that's when he realizes his wallet is missing mm-hmm. of course he tells carrie this and carrie's like well you went 20 feet from store to store Let's retrace your steps. And Doug's like, well, it's more than that. And he goes into these <laughs> this hilarious story of all the stores he stopped in. He went to Ladies Foot Locker because <laughs> what celebrity did he think was working oh, there? Gosh. Was it Cher? I thought it was. No, oh, it wasn't Cher. Well, either way, a big female celebrity. <laughs> he thought he saw her. <laughs> well, Carrie's like, you thought you saw her in Lady Foot Locker? And Doug's like, no, she was working in Lady Foot Locker, and it wasn't her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Doug comes to the conclusion, wait a minute, I think this little guy... Oh, it was it was Celine Dion. Celine Dion. I knew it started with this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So Doug comes to the conclusion that this little person stole his wallet because he's pissed at Doug because Doug broke up the flirting and Carrie thinks he's crazy and Carrie's like you know what we'll find the wallet or regardless because cancel your credit cards now all you have is the Amex and the Visa right and Doug is like well some other ones too and she's like Doug what are you talking about and he's like you sent so many applications in the mail and he has a Jets credit card where he gets like 15,000 points gets a free Jets hat and he has a, <laughs> a Knicks card where if he gets 50,000 Nick bucks and Carrie's like what are the hell are Nick bucks and Doug is like I don't know but if I get 50,000 I can get a free hat <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and Carrie is like you know what I handle all the money, but you're making my job difficult here, even more difficult. Uh, and she ends up putting him on an allowance, which is really funny because we cut to the next scene and it's Doug sitting at a table annoyed and his friends come in having been chased by 12 year olds with snowballs. And they're like, hey, do you want to go catch the second half of this game? And Doug's like, I can't. My allowance ran out. <laughs> Deacon says you didn't sell your bike. Yeah. And, Doug, and Doug's like, he makes a great comment about you're laughing pretty hard for a guy who got chased in here by 12 year olds of snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> three of whom, only three of whom were boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug gets a call from the credit card company. His credit card was used at a bunch of these stores. And Doug thinks this is proof. It was a small, it was a little person who took his wallet. Because he he lays out the evidence for Carrie. The ladder (laughs) store 
what else? Uh, the tailor. I, I love. I love too. He's like, and who goes to a tailor? And she's like, you with your pants. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Doug. I've let your. I've had the tailor let your pants out so often. I got invited to his daughter's wedding. <laughs> um. Yeah, mini golf, which is just like regular golf to him. <laughs> and Carrie's like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I am not giving you allowance next week as punishment. You're being ridiculous. And Doug's like, you're you're just upset because he wanted to get into my pants instead of your yours. She's like, that's two weeks of that allowance. And, <laughs> and Doug is like, you know what? Well, I'm gonna go report this to the police. This is hard evidence right now. And he goes to walk out the door. He's like. I can't drive without a license. Can you drive me to the station? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Carrie does. She thinks he's being ridiculous. She's in it just to make fun of him at this point. And they go to the police station, and they're waiting, and Doug can't wait to give his evidence to the detective who will be right with them, and then the detective comes out. And he's not a little person, but he's a very short man. Mm-hmm. And Doug, all of a sudden, feels very awkward, accusing a little person of stealing his wallet. So he's like, can you describe this uh, individual to me? And Doug's like, yeah, he was a white man. And the guy's like, any defining <laughs> characteristics? Uh, well, he was wearing a sweater, jeans. Clown. <laughs> Clown. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's a midget. Uh, yeah, he was wearing jeans. And the guy's like, sorry, I didn't get that. What was the milk? Uh um, you know, he's trying to mask what he said until the detective pushes him and Doug has one of the slip out. He's a midget, okay? I'm sorry, I didn't want to say it to you. And the detective's like, Why wouldn't you want to say it to me? <laughs> <laughs> I love when Doug's like, What I mean, I mean, you're 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 way above the cutoff, right? <laughs> 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 and the whole time he's trying to avoid saying the culprit was a midget to use Doug's mm. word. Oh, you know it's right. a little person. Um Carrie's egging him on. He's like, What's that, Doug? Doug, just tell the man. Like she thinks it's ridiculous. Uh so Doug goes home. They go home, and Doug is annoyed. He's sitting on the couch moody when Arthur comes in. And Arthur immediately <laughs> picks up something's wrong. And Doug explains. <laughs> Doug explains to him the predicament that a little person stole the wallet and Carrie doesn't believe him. He's like, I even have proof. And he he shows Arthur the list he wrote of stores that his credit card is used at. And Arthur takes one glance glance at it and he's like, this this is a list made by a little. Anyone can see this. (laughs) (laughs) And Arthur comes up with a plan to go to the stores and you know basically get a description of who used the card and doug's like really you think people will remember and he's like i used to work in retail if a little person came in came into my store i would be talking about it for a year <laughs> you think he would have realized if he's allied up with arthur that there's a problem <laughs> Fundamental uh, problem. But instead, it's kind of this nice bonding moment because Doug's even like, you're the only one who believes me, Arthur. <laughs> um, <laughs> side note, there is a Jets jacket hanging uh, by the front door of this house because Carrie and Doug are Jets fans. 
uh rest in peace well not rest in peace but rest, rest in peace, peace to aaron, <laughs> aaron Rodgers' career this year and uh everyone who picked him during fantasy football this year hey come on you gotta rub that in my face don't you <laughs> um well, it's not to get on that topic, but I was so annoyed when I saw you picked him because he was coming up and I was going to pick him and ooh, bullet dodge. Uh, now, uh, I'll, I'll trade him to you if you want him. I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> so uh, Doug and Arthur go driving around town to go ask retail uh, personnel, like, who's been using this card? And as they're driving, <laughs> Arthur notes, you know what? We're quite a team, like Jake and the Fat Man. Needless to say, I'm Jake. It's <laughs> 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 just very funny moments in the, in, in the car. Like Doug's like, can you go a little faster? And Arthur's like, I follow the rules. And Doug's like, a shopping cart just passed us. <laughs> um, so they do get confirmation that it was a little person who has been using Doug's cards. So they go to the mall because he has a he has a little uh, kiosk at the mall <laughs> and here's those line Disney Santa Claus and there's an elf in line managing the kids but they see him from behind so Doug runs up to <laughs> runs up to him he's like hey you stole my wallet man and the elf turns around it's a little it's a black little person and he's like oh i'm sorry and the black guy's what like what just because i'm black you think i stole your wallet and doug's <laughs> like no it's because you're a little person oh so all <laughs> little people <laughs> steal wallets huh well how about this if somebody was bringing out where all the cinnabons went do i point to the fat man <laughs> and doug's like okay you made your point <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he, he walks away and uh that's when the real little person they see him and doug chases him to his kiosk and the little person admits i stole your wallet you, you interrupted does he admit they, he was flirting with her uh, no well eventually because carrie like asks him mm-hmm. like oh were you really into me or were you just trying to get you know my husband's wallet and he's like something like creepy where like baby it's you're super the, nasty you're like the bread to my butter i don't know something like just something gross it was very gross yes because carrie does arrive at the mall because doug left her a voicemail on the way to the mall saying to meet him there because he wanted to her to witness this confrontation and prove that he's been right this whole time anyway the little person admits to stealing a wallet and Doug and him have this little moment where Doug feels bad for him and uh, decides not to press charges. Yep. <laughs> Just takes the wallet back. And uh, that's pretty much the episode. Well, he, he says, everything's in there. You can, you know, you can count it if you want to. And Doug's like, no, I believe it's fine. And oh, our and final then... scene we get <laughs> is him the little person one of Doug's card. In <laughs> Maui. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Maui, yeah. fucking yeah. It's like anything else we can help you with, Mister Haberman? <laughs> How will you be paying for this stay? Um, <laughs> and that's the episode. And I love this episode. Call me politically incorrect or whatever, but I just thought it was so funny. Just a funny premise. I love when, despite their differences, Doug and Arthur kind of team up um, mm-hmm. because. 
I mentioned it last time we talked King of, the King of Queens. Arthur is like my favorite on the show. Well, mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller is just a legend. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> fat jokes, little people jokes, Jerry Stiller and Carrie treating Doug like a child. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> and it's, it, it's a Christmas episode. Well, mm-hmm. set at Christmas, but that's yeah. not going to affect my score for once because I love this one so much. Yeah. Uh, that's no actually a moment, I don't think. Um, no. It's nice that Doug mm. forgives, you know, maybe that is the Christmas spirit working in him that he's not, you know. I do love the line where Carrie and Doug are talking and Carrie's like, okay, Doug, you know what? This year I don't want a Christmas present. All I want for is for you to stop acting like a baby and grow up. And Doug is like, no, I gave that to you last year. <laughs> <laughs> I... I really liked the sequence when after he loses his wallet and Carrie's like, all right, well, we'll retrace your steps. And he's like, well, I went to a few other places. So she's like, oh, where did you go first? He goes, well, first I went right here to Paws and Claws. She's like, Paws and Claws? He's like, yeah, the pet store. Why did you go into the pet store? Held a puppy. And then he went to the Leather World? No. Then I went to Barnes and Noble to look up dog names in case you let me get a puppy. I like, Con- I like Hondo. What do you think? <laughs> and I found what he said at the end, the very creepy line. Oh, he says, You're an A piece of tail, honey. Ugh. Yeah. Very weird. Just a, and she's it, like, thank you. Yeah, she's like, oh, thanks. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's another very 90s, early 2000s trope where if the wife is who's married to Doug or Raymond or one of these goofy husbands are at odds with, if another guy hits on them mm-hmm. and the husband gets jealous, the woman is, uh, the wife is always a little flattered by it. Like, yeah. oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. the husband always has that saying, you liked it didn't you like moment (laughs) um but yeah you know what very minimal on christmas but the humor in this one just gets me i'm giving it a full on 10 it's my favorite batch of episodes we've covered okay i would uh i'm gonna give it a 6.5 and that's really just because of the like overall lack of christmas because it is i agree with you it's very funny it's very politically incorrect but it is a funny episode like there's a lot of laugh out loud moments uh in this one but if it was just a touch more christmas i'd probably give it a higher score um six for the same reasons not enough christmas though quite funny 7.5 is our average oh my gosh (laughs) Um, all right this brings us to our final christmas episode of the run of king of queens and this one happened in season eight episode 11 um our first airing was december 19th of 2005 this one's called baker's doesn't um Plot synopsis was Carrie's asked to bake a cake for the church bake sale, but she cannot bake. That's a terrible synopsis, but it is effectively what happens. Our episode starts off with um, the whole family at the movie theater. And by family, I mean Carrie, Doug, Arthur, and Spence, right? Yeah, he's sitting with yeah. Arthur. Yeah, because Arthur needs to be in the front row because he likes to (laughs) spread out his feet and unbutton a little. (laughs) My gosh, that's right. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, 
<laughs> they're there to see if it's a Farley brother movie, right? Farley, Bro- Farley brothers. Yeah. Farley brother. What did they do? Are they thinking about Mary? I think they're dumb and dumber, aren't they? Dumb and dumber. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, okay. yeah, they might've done something about Mary too. Okay. What, what, what the year was this? This is brought up. 2005 i think it said 2005 i want to see what movies they had coming out around that so they had two movies coming out that year fever pitch and the ringer they did meet myself and irene there's something about mary dumb and dumber shallow how so okay the only reason it matters is because they're sitting there they're waiting for the movie to start and they see father melly which is their priest from church that they're not diligently regular attenders at comes into the theater and just sits down next to them and starts I up just, a conversation. I, I have to cut you off only and I hate to do this, but I was looking at the Fairly Brothers thing. They have a movie coming up called Dear Santa. Thank you. I was about to I was about to comment on that too. That's why I was raising my hand for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Starring Jack Black and Kegel, Keegan Michael Key. And the very small synopsis here is fantastic. A young boy accidentally mixes up his spelling and sends his Christmas list to Satan instead of Santa. I am here for this movie. (laughs) It brings us back to the early days of Tissa Podcast. We never mean Satan. We never mean Satan. That is so funny. Jack Black is absolutely Satan in this, right? I would, I, would I would have said Keegan Michael Key was. Yeah, I would think I would think Jack Black would be Santa. I think he'd be a fantastic Santa. Oh, I guess if you have to have a Santa character, I was thinking of that of the kid. One is the kid, and one is Satan. Mm, yeah. So, but sorry, I, I I I hated to jump in there, but it was too good to pass. Uh, no, good call. No, yeah, that was necessary. <laughs> that was I was necessary. trying to get her attention too, especially because <laughs> it was perfect. She was talking about a priest and Christmas and the Barley Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so their priest sits down next to them and they're both like, oh boy, here we go. And he starts to immediately hit them up for either for money or volunteer time or ways to serve the church, especially in the Christmas season, which feels very Christmassy, right? Because that's a, that's a hot season for churches. Um, they blissfully get to ignore him for just a minute because the movie starts as their answer would have been needed of um, their response to <laughs> to father melody would have been needed but the minute the movie ends he picks right back up with the conversation which made me laugh well so, do you know do you know what he is best known for no he is the voice of salem on sabrina the teenage witch oh, oh gosh okay mm-hmm. yeah nick yeah. bacay yep, mm-hmm. very nice um, so that launches us into the rest of the episode. That's the first part that would have cut off at a commercial break. And then we would come back in and it launches us into the rest of the episode, which is made up of Doug and Carrie are now roped into performing volunteer type events for the church in the Christmas season and how that affects them as a couple. <laughs> so Doug ends up having to pull security duty for the manger scene that is outside of the church, um, which is typically later evenings. It's cold outside. It's thankless work um, of him guarding the manger scene. 
So while he's there, he ends up having a buddy that is also there to serve in the same capacity. Um, but there's little differences between their relationship, um, him and him and Carrie's relationship and this guy and his wife's relationship, because as they're sitting out there, they're all freezing, but this, this other guy's wife brings him a hot beverage in like a thermos and brings him like piping hop soup and like a coat. And she's the opposite of Carrie. She's, she seems extremely nurturing and very positive and um, very connected to her husband. Um, And so it makes that a little, I don't know, death by comparison, right? He starts thinking like, that that would sure be nice. That would sure be nice if I was out here, you know, doing all this stuff for her to do the same thing for me. So, so funny story. My grandmother, when she was alive, couldn't watch this show or Everybody Loves Raymond, despite the fact that she was basically the grandmother of Everybody Loves Raymond, because she always thought the wives were too mean to the husbands. Typical Italian grandmother, mm-hmm. always looking out for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie is so mean to Doug. Like she, she really is. These she really is. the the more the episodes went on, I was like, man, she's really mean. <laughs> I don't remember her being that mean. Um, so while Doug gets home from guarding the manger scene, and Carrie's just like, you know, she's had herself a good dinner. She has some soup herself, <laughs> and she's already in bed in her PJs and. She has not contributed to the penance they're having to pay for running into their priest around Christmas time. So um, her task to to do for church is to bake a cake. And she's procrastinating and procrastinating as Doug is every night going to do his part. And so this starts to irk him. Plus, he sees the wife and the husband more. And he finally tells her um which I think is like the night before two days before she's supposed to have this cake baked for the, um, for the church bake sale. Um, you're not, what does he say? You're not wifeish at all. And so <laughs> they get into this really big argument because as you can imagine, that goes over like a lead balloon with Carrie. Um, and we get wonderful, angry Doug, because she had come home with a store-bought cake and he was like no you have to bake the cake and he ends up smashing it to bits with his fingers like it's so much better than if he just like fish fist smashed it he like digs into it with his fingers like this whole thing and it, it made me laugh and he's just so angry and he just maintains eye contact while he does it which so now we have a smashed cake we have carrie that's not wifeish we have doug that's aired his dirty laundry and so they still have the looming you have to have a cake for this bake sale like there's no getting out of it you're gonna have to do it and so doug's like you know you really need to bake it and so carrie stays up all night or works on it the next day because he when he comes back from his next manger duty she's like She's got baking implements around her and she's a little drunk because she tried to make like a rum cake, but then she got frustrated and drank the rum. She's not mm-hmm. a baker. This is not her thing. She doesn't do this. Does she even cook or is it just no. that she doesn't bake? Not really. There, There is okay. a very, the funny episode where Spencer's girlfriend is at culinary school 
and Doug or Spencer can't eat any of it because he has so many allergies. So Doug starts eating this girl's food and critiquing it for her. And Carrie's like, you're cheating on me. He's like, I'm not cheating. It's just food. (laughs) (laughs) And so she tries making food and then she burns a bunch of it and all this stuff. It's a very funny episode. Okay. Uh, Did you watch Everybody Loves Raymond, Matt? Uh, You know, I don't think I've ever sat down like start to finish, but I've seen enough of it. Yeah. Yes, Deborah couldn't cook on that show either, mm-hmm. and uh, she tried taking lessons from her mother-in-law, but her mother-in-law was afraid she was getting too good, so she switched out the spices mm-hmm. so her food would be bad on purpose, and her husband oh, and Ray would keep eating her, prefer to keep eating her uh, food instead of Deborah's. Doris thing to do. <laughs> That's great. Um, so we have this whole thing where Carrie's trying to figure out what can she actually bake, um, given the fact she can't. So Doug... <laughs> I really like Doug's mom for one. Um, but Doug offers up, just call my mom. Like she'll know what to do. She can just like read you like a recipe over the phone and you could just do it, which, you know, Carrie is not excited about doing um, because again, it magnifies what she cannot do. Anyway, they call um, Janet up, get her on the phone. And we have a few moments where Janet's like, she can't make that. <laughs> and clearly understands the situation of what Carrie can and cannot do. And she ends up giving her a super simple recipe for like a lemon pound cake or a lemon upside down cake for her to make. She's like, it's foolproof. You can't mess it up. In true fashion, she does, in fact, mess it up. And it ends up being just tiny, like itty bitty. And and so they end up bringing a cake to the church event that is definitely inadequate in most ways especially given the fact doug has heard that the his guard buddies his manger guard buddy's wife is building this molten lava cake Hmm. that's going to um have caramel lava come out to destroy the gingerbread house village down below not gonna lie i was pretty excited to see this when he described in the show so it turns out they think they're just going to be able to set the cake and bail and basically not claim it. Right. Um, but in fact, it's like a cakewalk is the way that it works. <laughs> so the husbands do the cakewalk and wherever they end up, they are allowed to, they, they claim it and there's a, they pay for it. Right. Don't they put like a value on it and they buy it mm-hmm. back or they yeah. buy it period. Um, So obviously the goal would not be to leave with the cake you come with. However, this is exactly Carrie and Doug's goal because then nobody has to see how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And nobody has to know that Carrie is greatly, you know, cannot do this thing. Incompetent this way. Absolutely. So they're doing the cake walk and we see Doug lag and lag and lag when he's around his cake and then like try and zip around. (laughs) Um, And it comes down to the last two people, of course, it's his, it's Carrie's cake, and then it's the guard's wife's lava cake, which is super impressive. And it actually starts to erupt in the final go-around, which is magical. And Doug gets so enamored by the lava cake that he can't stop staring at it and ends up ending up on the lava cake and not Carrie's. And Carrie freaks out, but he's like, I, I've never seen Caramel do that or something. <laughs> And so she's outed as this incompetent baker. Um, the running around the circle was, again, good physical comedy from I was. 
Kevin James, just like I don't think we really hit on it in an earlier episode, but uh, when Carrie's working at his office, when he's hiding in the room and crouching down every time he hears footsteps, yeah. <laughs> just his physical acting and the expressions on his face, he's it's hilarious. It is our side story because we have Arthur with a side story, Arthur and, and Spence. Um, as they're sitting in the movie at the beginning of the episode, a Christmas song plays and they're like Irving Berlin. Boy, that guy really had it in the bag. He had to write one song and he made it. And Spence is like, he wrote more than one song. But Arthur's like, nope, that's all it takes. One song. Let's do it. So they spend the better part of the episode uh, writing different Christmas songs, what starts as Christmas songs, and then trying it out on this kid's choir that they just have free reign to give songs with and then perform them, which I was a little confused by. But um, I just say this is one of my favorite quotes of the episode where Arthur says, I'll handle the lyrics and you look like and you look like the sort who can write music. And Spencer's like, what's that supposed to mean? And Arthur's like, I think you know what that means, Mr. I just haven't found the right girl yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, So they write a Christmas song and it bombs. Or Spence actually thinks it doesn't bomb that bad, but Arthur's like, it's terrible. That's not what we need. So then Arthur's like, what we need is a Hanukkah song because there's only a couple out there. Adam Sandler's, there's Dreidel song. And then like, that's all there is. And so they write a Hanukkah song and it it sort of does bomb. That one does. And so they're then like, uh, it's not unique enough. And so they write a a Kwanzaa song and it really bombs. And uh, yeah, they can't quite make that happen. That doesn't quite work out for them. It is funny to watch it all. I like the little bits we get about Arthur in general. Like, there's a throwaway line. I think it was this episode where he said he couldn't sleep after watching Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was how this one ends. Like, he walks up to their bedroom and he's like, and Carrie's like, are you okay? He's like, I I watched Chicken Little. And she just like pulls up the sheet. She's like, get in. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> and that's the episode. This one didn't feel Christmassy to me either. Agreed. Funny. Agreed, but, but it was funny. But not not yeah. super Christmassy. I, I, I do want to point out one of my favorite <laughs> quotes in this. It's, it's so dumb. And Doug's telling Carrie about how uh, the other guard guy uh his wife you know she's she's doing prep work on her cake and she's like oh prep work oh i better get out my sugar and my butter i only have a couple days to make cake (laughs) she doesn't actually sound like that but whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's funny like this episode again didn't have a line this moment Mm -hmm. and i feel like most comedies we cover do not more modern comedies are covered or not. It's interesting. I guess it's not necessary, right? Because their point is to make us laugh. And there's a whole lot of Christmas stuff you can do mm-hmm. that's not Christmassy necessarily or Linus-y that makes you laugh. And I think it yeah. kind of goes against this show's, uh, you know, normal fare. Like they're not, you know, it's a show that it doesn't end on positives. Like it ends on funny, 
but it doesn't always end on like the perfect resolution or anything like that. So I think it's true to this series that they don't have a bunch of Linus moments. So I think that's why it's like easier to accept in some of these, you know, like if you, a lot of them, yeah, like a lot of the shows that that I cover, you know, something like Full House or Step by Step or Family Matters, like those are so specific. Uh, you know, here's here's our our problem and here's our resolution in every episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm bound to get a lot of episodes that have those. But mm-hmm. that's something I can appreciate about this. Like they're not forcing the show to be different just because it's a holiday so like i think that's cool that they stay true to what they are and it's still funny you can still feel christmasy but it's not always going to have like that one super positive christmasy moment the linus moment like we get mm-hmm. in a lot of other stuff yeah 100 yeah so what do we rank this one at I think I'm gonna give this one a six just because it's funny, but again, it doesn't have enough of the the Christmas atmosphere. I'm gonna give it an eight. Again, I found even though these episodes, well, two specifically, did not have a lot of Christmas, they were just I would rather watch all four of these over the four we watched last week. So mm-hmm. um I'll come in at a six. This is my least favorite of the four we covered tonight. Um, but even so, it's very funny. So that gives us a 6.67. So to review, Mentalo Case comes in number one with 9.33. Silent Mike comes in number two with 7.5. Santa Claustrophobia comes in number three at 6.83. Baker Dozen comes in at number four at 6.67. Noel Cowards comes in at number five at 3.67. And then net profits, better camera, and overreaction are all tied for last place at 2.33. It's interesting how literally the top (laughs) four were all of these episodes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it's because Tom's not here. (laughs) Well, Tom seemed to love these episodes. He was texting us in our group chat earlier. So I think they would have, a few of them might have even ranked higher. I'd hazard a guess. Yeah, I bet they would have. Well, that's it for King of Queens, unless we cover other... Did they have Thanksgiving episodes? Halloween episodes? They they did have a couple uh, Thanksgiving... They have a Thanksgiving one with Nick Offerman in it. Well. Yeah. Well, so, unless we revisit for other holidays, I'm a little sad we won't have any more King of Queens Christmas episodes to cover. This is a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun having Matt on for them but i'm having matt on three of the past four weeks it, anyway, I love it. it's gonna be i'm not gonna know what to do uh, tuesday's <laughs> gonna show up although although it would be better it would be nice to uh listen to episodes i usually skip over ones i've been in just because i think it's kind of human nature to <laughs> not want to hear yourself talk about something you already or listen to you talk about something you talked about so uh so for that i'll be happy hopefully hopefully your listeners will be disappointed i'm no longer on and they're not like me and like oh thank god thank god that guy's <laughs> not on there anymore <laughs> Jud- judging from our reviews people have problems with me tom and julia so <laughs> yeah you you're probably fine. A, you were probably a fresh a fresh uh <laughs> voice <laughs> I'll, I'll be worried if I slip into some of your reviews. That's that's when I'll start getting. <laughs> no, that's when you know you're an official elf. Officially. Well, that's true. That's, that's true. true. If if I could beat Jerry to the punch, then I'll feel like I've done my job. There. <laughs>
Um, well, Anthony, um, where can people weigh in on their feelings on King of Queens and other stuff? Linktree.com slash Tissa Podcast. We'll teach you to all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, our all but defunct subreddit, and our hmm. most active group, our most active page, our Facebook group, um, which is really getting uh, kicking off with a lot of activity now that we're in the burr months and barreling toward Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Um, and it's always fun celebrating those three major holidays with everyone. And, you know, especially like since we're all there for Christmas, it's fun counting down the other holidays on the way. So mm-hmm. check us out there. You can talk to me, Tom, and Julia. You can talk to our awesome friends like Matt and other listeners and podcast hosts you've heard on the show plenty of times mm-hmm. if you want bonus content you can also access our patreon the uh link tree where for as little as a dollar per month you can get full of bonus episodes we have four coming the month of october um tons of guest stars there uh we'll have at least three coming in thanks for thanksgiving slash black friday in november uh two with the elves and one i recorded with uh jerry and chuck before last thanksgiving and i just never dropped it in time because i got locked out of patreon so i saved it for this year <laughs> and uh yeah we'll probably get we will get something up for christmas too we, you know for once we started recording that stuff prior to mid-september so i'm confident we're gonna be so our, happy with ourselves we really are but it's all done by like mid-october <laughs> put in the work now um so yeah um, try... go on julia no i was gonna move into what's coming up so you go uh and i was gonna say for patreon you know every year you know a certain level we send out christmas cards and uh new stickers or design new sticker reader that's really tom's domain but you know, I have a feeling by Thanksgiving, I will feel confident enough to go on our in front of our mic and say, we already sent out our Christmas cards this year with our new stickers. So you're speaking those words out to the universe. We'll see what happens <laughs> with them. <laughs> you got a lot of confidence there, buddy. <laughs> um, um, one last thing, speaking of Christmas cards. I bought my stamps. There's a sale going on online for U.S. stamps, and they're Charlie Brown Christmas themed this year. What? Oh, nice. yes. oh I'm gonna have to get some of those. So, bought them early. Stamps. Me too. Um, I also love our schedule coming up. I'm super excited about it. So we are getting into our Halloween content, which is always a fun thing for us every year to veer from Christmas for a month. And this year we're really celebrating with friends. <laughs> so we've got uh, Casper coming up this next week with Natalie Bickle, who's never seen Casper. So super excited to cover that one again. Um, that's the one with Christina Ricci and the most precious ghost ever, Casper. Um, oh, I thought you were well, talking about Fatso and Stinky and Stretch. No, I wasn't talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have Halloween Town High after that with just the core group of us, which... I mean, Anthony and Tom will fangirl over Halloween Town all day, every day. Um, Tom will, because it's uh, after the second one. That series goes downhill for me, but I'll save that for that episode. 
Good to know. Um, and then we're going to cover Scream 3, Black Christmas, Freddy versus Jason um, with friends all around, all all sorts of different friends like Kendall Foray, Lindsay Grellis, Ron and Jay um, from Filmstrip Popcat podcast. And Halloween Kills after that. And Halloween to Kills. cap off the month. I, um, we have a stacked... Yeah, it goes on a little six past... weeks in October. Well, again, Black Friday was supposed to, Black Christmas was supposed to be our last episode of September. Christmas film, kind of like early spooky season. Yeah, but sure. You snuck it in there. <laughs> no, because of scheduling with Natalie, she has a busy October. She said she had to record early. So we're starting spooky season early. And, uh, you know, again, disco always says they're scraping the bottom of the barrel until the end of the year when new stuff comes out that's why i like the halloween season because it's only one month a year we still have plenty of good stuff to cover <laughs> so i'm excited for the next few weeks um and speaking of halloween season i meant to bring up pre-king of queen you talk guys what did we all think of uh the trailer from the fall of the house of usher mike flanagan's new netflix series looks Fine awesome me up it mm-hmm. looks so good. I was so bummed. I thought it was coming in September. Yeah, I and, did too. But it's not. It's not until October. I was. That was like the biggest disappointment of it. But <laughs> he just it, Anthony was like, you know, we commented or I commented on your post on it on Facebook, and it was just like he, to whatever he makes, I'm gonna watch it because, yeah. and he sets like I don't know. He sets a scene so well. He sets like that atmosphere so well, and like it gets me in that spooky mood. So like that's part of why I was bummed. It wasn't until October. Cause I was like, I want it now. Like I want it like next week sort of thing, but I'm so Plus, excited. That, and that cast looks amazing. Oh yeah. I was about to say, uh, plus his cast, it's a lot of the same players from his other stuff, and they're all great. I love them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Flanagan is a staple of spooky season for me now. I watch mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House every year. That's still like one of my favorite things Netflix has ever put so out. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. That, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so I'll follow this guy anywhere. I love The Blind Manor. Midnight Mass is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hush, his movie is so underrated. Oh, so good. Yep. So good. I love that movie. And The Midnight Club. Oh, yeah, Midnight Club. Yeah, I still haven't seen that, and I have a reason for that. That's because I heard like it didn't get picked up for season two. I'm like, well... I can live it- as a... It can live as a one season. Can it? It's well, worth a watch. Good. It's not I my favorite so. Flanagan, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. I agree. Well, I'll add that to my spooky season list this year. Excellent. I, I love that guy. Yeah. So. And he pitched a standalone Clayface movie to the WB. Clayface is a Batman villain. So uh, he can literally shapeshift into anyone or anything uh so give yeah give mike flanagan the keys to the kingdom there like he could probably make that really scary like do that um but yeah i'm in and depending how fast we watch it maybe you guys will get a bonus halloween patreon episode where we rave over that like we did for the haunting series matt where can listeners find you if they when they want to hear more of you after the past few weeks yeah hopefully hopefully. again like i said i hope i hope i haven't uh, pushed people away but you can find me in tgi podcast we cover the uh the 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas episodes of a lot of your popular, you know, 90s TGIF shows. I kind of venture all over the place. I've done King of Queens. Um, I've done How I Met Your Mother. So I've just, I kind of pick and choose. But uh, starting in October, October 3rd, we start a new season. We're doing all Halloween that month. Uh, every Tuesday that month will be a new episode, Step by Step, The Simpsons, Family Matters, bunch of fun stuff in there. Uh, so, you know, find me on any, any of your podcast platforms. It's there everywhere uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, TGI Podcast. Yeah, we're so listeners- happy you came. Yeah, 100%. We need to do a mat month every year, I think, whenever we do TV. <laughs> That's a great month. idea. <laughs> Especially since we're already, we've already like loaded our first few years of the first few years, the past seven years of the show, <laughs> six years of the show, with the newer stuff, which means we're going to go back to the 90s and 80s now, which is oh, Matt's yeah. domain. So. Yeah, I mean, sign me up for like Family Matters or Step by Step, Full House all that all of those i am i am your guy again those are like the type like these like i didn't have to watch them because i've seen them enough but i gladly watch them again thank you for coming on and we will definitely keep that in mind for next year because this is a blast this was a blast yeah thank they it, it's been really fun i'm glad you guys uh have had me on and brought me back uh uh, I've replaced tom twice so i've got that going for me uh but yeah thanks. Brought- I, and you broke the record of the one, the guest who starred multiple weeks in a row. You're the only one to do so. Look at that. Three out of four. <laughs> suck, suck it, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That brings me joy. What also brings me joy is uh, we are only 2,352 hours from Christmas. We are officially in the double digits at 98 days wow and that is 14 weeks yes i shocked myself there <laughs> i think now is where you say suck it tom oh uh, yeah suck it tom take that too <laughs> <laughs> do your homework y'all and we'll talk to you next week Bye. 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 It's all cold down along the beach. And the wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! You guys know what time of year it is? What time? You've been you've been rehearsing real hard now, so Santa bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good, or what? Oh, that's not many, not many. You guys are in trouble out here. <laughs> and you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town.
Santa Claus is coming to town.